Welcome to Broke as Shit with Dave Mahogany, a comedy podcast for anyone who considers themselves to be broke as shit and will never fully recover from it. Now here's your host, Dave Mahogany. Hey guys, welcome to Broke as Shit. This is Dave, of course. I'm talking to you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, doing it on the road, so hopefully this sounds okay. We're going to be doing this anytime I have to travel for work. Um, won't tell you where I am or why I'm traveling or any of that, but that doesn't really matter. But, you know, had a few cocktails out with a friend previously, and, uh, you know, why not? Have a, have a microphone, have a recorder, because who doesn't travel with that nowadays? Uh, watching the Stanley Club playoffs, of course, you know. I already speak kind of like an idiot, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure this isn't going to really help, so we'll see how it goes. Um, still recording. It is. Great. Um, so, yeah, so since I uh, traveled a bit, uh, this is the first time. I, I, I've traveled a lot for work uh, overseas, anywhere around the country, um, the United States, and the weird thing is, I never once invested in any kind of uh, service or anything to make my traveling easier. So I always just stood in the line like a schmuck with a bunch of other people who... And if you if you run late, you have a high likelihood of missing your flight. Uh, I've missed a flight many a time, honestly, just uh, due to going to a bar or something. Don't have a problem, but I don't think so. But I guess it is a problem if, if you mess up your life because you... Uh, are going to drink. I, I guess that would be the epitome of having a problem. But outside of that, I don't usually drink. It's just kind of like it's almost like a reward kind of thing. So either way, so I finally got the TSA pre-check, and um, I've always been a, uh, a I don't know. I you know I grew up uh, seeing September 11th and all this kind of stuff, and we got some really important things to talk about in this episode. So you know I'm not gonna harp on this too much, but um, I grew up. You know, seeing that, being around that, they had the war on terror, then they had the shoe bomber, they had all of this kind of shit that led us to this point now, especially around the world, um, as far as travel. I mean, most of Europe's been dealing with this from the very beginning, and other parts of the world have always dealt with terrorism and this kind of stuff, so there's nothing new. But, you know, as soon as we... It's like McDonald's made a hamburger. We've had hamburgers before. They're named after Hamburg, Germany. You know... We didn't invent it, but we made our own spin and our own Americana, and I think that we kind of did that with terrorism. So then we have now, we create a bunch of organizations like the TSA and all this other shit. Well, you apparently can get things like pre-check, which is fine, except for the fact that, you know, for the longest time I just assumed if you pay money, then you're good and nobody cares. And then I got TSA pre-check, 85 bucks for five years. Now, I'm not sure what Fourth Amendment right I've do I've totally just given up. Because, you know, let's go through the Bill of Rights real quick. The Fourth Amendment is to stop the government and protect the citizen from illegal search and seizure. So this was because they used to house uh, British troops in people's, uh, you know, colonists. Um, I guess where to say colonists, whatever. To, uh, to house them in their, in their house. House them in their house. Like, man, what a novel fucking idea. To house them in their house. And it would basically remove all forms of privacy, and you didn't have any of that. So the idea of the Fourth Amendment is to protect the citizen from the government in that regard. 
and not to sound too malicious-esque, you know, because that's a whole different one, but when you sign up for a lot of these things, these services, there's some weird loophole or caveat that I don't understand how that shit's even possible. So whatever, you could probably give up some other crazy illegal search and seizure rights, you know. So I'm sure they're they're looking at everything, which they're already doing anyway, by the way. You know, as much as they want to they want to, you know, vilify some other country about how they do their practices of recording people, and I won't say any specifically, we're all doing the same shit, buddy. We just, you know, we speak a different language. Okay, it's the same it's the same thing. Um but on top of that, so okay, you pay eighty five bucks, right? You go in, you scan your passport, they fingerprint you. It's not too different than if you wanted to be a teacher, from what I've been told. Or if you want a driver's license, they're going to take some fingerprints. They're going to do all kinds of shit. They, they already do that. So I got to ask for $17 over the five-year period. I mean, this is like, you're like a professional athlete. Like you got a five-year contract for 85 mil, but divided up by five. So you're getting the 17, you know, it's like I got 17 bucks a year basically for this, where you can just enter this, this 16 digit number or whatever the hell, and you get to bypass everything. I did this out of, you know, my home airport, which I won't let you know, but unless you follow any of my, like, my Instagram, like, at Broke Shit Podcast, I mean, like, if you follow that, you see, like, I tagged whatever location I was flying out of, but you don't have to remove shoes, right? You don't have to take anything out of your bag. I had liquids. I had a scissor. I mean, short of just, like, picking my teeth with a Bowie knife, I didn't have to do shit. I walked through a metal detector. I didn't even go through that stupid Litos thing where I guarantee he was giving you ball cancer because everything gives you ball cancer, that or skin cancer. And if you're a woman, you're probably getting breast cancer because that Susan G. Komen ain't doing shit. I don't know where that money's fucking going to, man. It's like the Ronald McDonald house. Now, I know I'm totally taking another comedian's joke on this one, but it's like, how big of a fucking house do they... You keep donating money to this. Where does the shit go? But actually, I think they're actually pretty good, but you know, where does the Susan G. Komen thing go to? I mean... You're producing all of this advertising and these ribbons and things. Like, how much work do they actually do on this? And maybe that'll be like a three-part episode on that kind of stuff, finding out these different charities and foundations and how that's basically like a front. Um, my my only goal for this podcast, as I keep spouting bullshit, is to just get raided by the feds. Because, I mean, you know, that's, that's how you know you made it when you get <laughs> some kind of federal government on your ass. But... Yeah, so I mean, it's like I walked through. I didn't have to do anything with this. I didn't have to take shit out. I'm like, my laptop or liquid in my bag or any of this other stuff didn't become any less dangerous because I could pay $85. I feel like anybody could do that. And if you're really going to be some kind of like thing that they told us back in you know the early 2000s, like especially after 9-11, you want to be some type of sleeper cell kind of thing, can you not figure out how to, you know, like lay low and recruit somebody and do all this other? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand that. So it kind of seems like this whole thing was just a bunch of bullshit and they kind of took one over on you. And this, this will kind of lead into my other stuff too, because it all kind of ties together. And I try to do that with these podcasts, you know, maybe good, maybe bad. I don't know how I do it. Um, you know, I'm trying not to sound like, like, you know, AM talk radio kind of thing. I don't want to do that, but, uh, I got to say one of the biggest news stories, guys, Johnny Depp won for us all. He won for us men because, Far too often, in the words of Chris Rock, they, the women, they go in there, they start talking their shit, I'm accustomed to this, I'm accustomed to that. It's a joke, I get it, you know, whatever. I, women do really get the shit end out of pretty much all existence. Um, I'm dealing with something like that myself, and I, I really see it, and I, my heart goes out to them. But 
No, 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 not like a, not a Johnny Depp situation, but something else. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I feel, I sympathize with women, but he won for us all because it, it's rarely happened. I mean, I, I think, um, what's it, Roseanne's ex-husband? What the fuck is his name? I can't even remember. It's, I'm drawing a blank at this point, but at some point I'll just chime in in the middle of me talking about some other thought as I watch the Stanley Cup. Um, I, for whatever reason, I guess I've reached the age where I just get super into sports that, and even sports I don't understand. And I start getting into like hockey and basketball and I always love baseball, but that's like childhood obsession. So I don't know. It's like, yeah, so he, he won for us. I, I can't believe how many people gave so much of a shit about these two people that I don't think you really do care about unless you see him in something like, Hey man, that's like, he was great as this or yeah, man, she's pretty hot, which she looked kind of normal in the thing. So Amber Heard is who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I got to say, it's like Tom Arnold. There you go. See, I knew it was going to happen. At some point, <laughs> I kept thinking Tom Waits. I'm like, it's not Tom Waits. Um, but Tom Arnold, it's like, there's very few guys who win in some, some form of settlement, especially when it comes to the wife. And then he, it really has to be so undeniable that a jury or a judge even just says like, yeah, you, you kind of have to pay him. But men, you know, you can walk a little taller today, you know, walk a little taller. We won. Just remember that we won. And then the rest of recorded history, we've been winning. So, you know, what's another thing? Another feather in the cap. Um, notch on the old belt. But it's... I don't know. It's just this this the other thing. I got to talk about some major controversy because I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure there's there's a lot of things dividing this country, and there's something we really need to talk about. And I know it's it's a heavy topic, but please, guys, we have to do something. We have to rally together. We have to get celebrities to talk about this. We have to stop this left versus right twix. This shit is tearing this country apart. I believe wholeheartedly. That the left and right Twix is some marketing ploy that really speaks to a deeper hatred between our population. And what you don't realize, and I'm sure they're making fun of, I guess, maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. But this left and right Twix kind of bullshit, it's perpetuating this stuff. And you're, you're, you're marketing this shit to kids. So then this left and right-ism starts to really just drive us apart. And let's be honest. Snickers is better than the Twix, okay? I don't give a fuck what... George said in Seinfeld, I mean, I know he was at the dealer and it was, they were all Twix. I mean, I get it, right? You know, they were all Twix. But Snickers is definitely the more superior candy bar. I've had the Baby Ruth. I've had the Payday, which, by the way, you want a little thing. Baby Ruth and Payday, same candy bar, just covered with chocolate. And it's very shitty chocolate at that. So, you know, outside of the Caddyshack cameo where it looks like duty, you know, I mean, I, Snickers is where to go. You get the Snickers ice cream bar. It's the best fucking thing on the planet. It's great. It's great. So left and right Twix, I feel, is, is tearing us apart. When I when I was in high school, I was a, you know, a spry young lad. And I happened to notice I, I shortly after high school, I, where I ended up working at a grocery store. But I noticed while I was in high school, I was going to write a paper about this. And I, we had to write something in our, uh, <laughs> our government class. And... Uh, it goes to show you that's how much of a moron I am. I noticed that there was always Coke and Pepsi on opposite sides and more of the, you know, the labels being, and what I'm saying is, especially in this country, in the United States, Coke is always red and red being from the South kind of thing. Whereas Pepsi is more Northern 
is bluer, is more considered liberal kind of thing. If you see those colors, like a bluish kind of thing, that's what they have, right? Whereas the red is the more conservative Republican, whatever the fuck you want it. I don't really care about that. But what I am saying is they separate these two. Now, they pay for shelf space. Now, is it a coincidence that Coke being red is on the right of the aisle if you were to face it from the front of the store, whereas Pepsi is on the left? It always is whenever you stare at those aisles. And then happens to be in the middle all of their, your green-colored bottles, your more moderates, your Mountain Dews, your Sprites, your 7-Ups. They tend to be in the middle. Is there something to this? Are they subliminating subliminal? You have a few, you know, a few cocktails in you, and you can't really speak. But are they trying to tell us that's how they really want it? Because you see it in this, like it's like, oh my God, it's Domino's versus Pizza Hut. Papa John's is kind of that. If you have a higher brow and you're really moderate, you know, aside from dropping the N word a few times, you probably go with that. But I was saying that because I just saw a Domino's commercial <laughs> as I'm watching the Stanley Cup thing. And no, and if Domino's wants to pay me, again, guys, if anybody wants to donate to this podcast and uh, wants to give me money, I'll shill for you. You know, I play whoever's paying me latest. Um, and realistically, I think that the Coke and Pepsi thing and having your more kind of even keel moderates and like your, well, in a sense, almost like your lesser spoken. I mean, who's drinking most of these other things? Mountain Dew and Sprite are not necessarily the mainstream. Coke and Pepsi are. So maybe they're saying something. And maybe they chose the colors very specifically for this. Because there's no reason why, like, lemon-lime flavor just happens to be in a green fucking bottle. What, is the fuck, what does that even mean? The other ones are in clear bottles. But their labels are, you know, blue and red. So I'm thinking the left and right Twix is something that needs to be brought to Congress. And we we need to have some kind of left and right Twix, marketing control, some something, something to make it, you know, if you got like, say, I don't know, mental illness or something, you want to stop people from that, or, you know, maybe a little slow, you know, you didn't, you didn't quite understand metaphors when you were a kid. Um, I, I think maybe we should stop that a little bit, but, you know, this is me just acting like I'm funny. Um, no, nah, man, it's just, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, what kind of bullshit is that? This left and right Twix, like, they're ready to go to war over this. And that's really what it is. Left and right Twix. You, you, you can apply whatever side you want it to be because you already know what you are. You're either the left or the right. Doesn't fucking matter as far as Twix. But you're all made of the same thing. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. It's all within. We're all made of the same thing. We're all cookie, caramel, and chocolate. That's us. Except for me, I'm, I'm more nougat and peanut. But that's, uh, you know, it's just my preference. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's this weird, like this, this type of thing permeates so much of our society in so many ways. And I think I, as I, as I thought more about this podcast, instead of just talking about really broke examples, which I have a, you know, a plethora of those. And I think a lot of people do, it's kind of seeing how it's more so just the broke side of society and whatever. I mean, it's like, it's not going to be anything profound. These are all stupid observations, but for the people who actually do listen to this, thank you. You know, subscribe, like on iTunes, do the whole shebang bang It helps me out. Let's me know that you love me. And you, most of you probably just know me. So you can, you know, chat with me and say whatever you want to talk about. And if I get a guess, I know I've had a few people reach out. They say they want to do it. I'll find some way to set it up so that way it can be done well and it doesn't just suck. But, I mean, this is, I have some topics. I didn't plan this out nearly as much as some of the other ones, but... I feel this is the the best way to do this right now, especially on the road. So it's going to be a little you know, fast and loose. It's going to be a little, you know, a little dicey at times. But this right versus left Twix, 
we got to stop this shit. I'm just saying, we got to stop it. Write your congressman. Stop it. End this segregation of Twix. They're in the same packet. We all come to the same place. They all go to the same place. They all have their same end. We all are birthed. We all die. Twix, are they not made? And then eventually consumed. That's my thought on it anyway. Um, so there's a bunch of other shit that they have. Like I've been seeing a lot of these commercials about... Like they have like <laughs> there's one uh, these Taco Bell commercials. I mean like the fucking audacity that Taco Bell has. Taco Bell, first of all, I, people like it, it somehow has a resurgence because they think it's hip. I mean this started from a guy named Graham Bell, and I only know this because I watched the History Channel like the foods that made America kind of thing, which is awesome because like everybody wants to talk about white people and tacos or I mean, it's a white dude who wanted to bring Mexican food around. So, hey man, fucking, hey, nobody cared about your shit until this guy brought it about. So. That's good. He brought it to the masses, and then it eventually extends to people who care more to learn about cultures and things. This is how all things work. We're a melting pot at the end of the day. But when it... And these are my opinions. I'm a fucking idiot. Again, I'm watching the Stanley Cup. They're tied. Third uh, third period, and, uh, you know, got a Michelob Ultra to watch my figure. But so this Taco Bell commercial, like, they have a bunch of these now where... They're in the middle of doing something with their everyday life. And then out of nowhere, there's a bell sound, which is, of course, like they take the stereotypical, the, the Taco Bell, Bell, which was his last name, by the way. So they take this bell sound. And as soon as these people hear the bell, it's as if they're under some kind of hypnosis or realistically, they became some kind of Manchurian candidate for, uh, just because they heard this fucking taco thing come off. So this guy's like about to get offered, uh, you know, he was drafted and the NBA and next thing you know, he hears Taco Bell, the ding. And next thing he leaves the draft and he goes, oh, he has to go have this fucking uh, this chalupa, which by the way, looks fucking great. It's like deep fried and covered in cheese. So, I mean, you know, it's probably good. About as far away from Mexico and south of the border as you could possibly. If you've happened to go south of the border so far and ended up in like Canada or maybe Wisconsin, that's what the fuck they mean. Right. So it's so south that you're north of the border. But these people are basically like Manchurian candidates. Like they hear this thing go off and they just go in. It's like, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was. Like Sirhan Sirhan in that kitchen, he happened to hear somebody ding a bell and he's like, fucking kill Bobby Kennedy. And, you know, fire a couple of shots, which just happened to come from the back of the head, which the coroner said. But, hey, you know, semantics, he just happened to be in front. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was somebody else. But the idea of this kind of like Manchurian candidate who comes in for fast food. I mean, they've already programmed us. I mean, I, I know somebody, you know, little kids that when they see those damn golden arches, they start yelling chicken nugget from the back seat. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? That's indoctrination at the highest form. And they keep you dumb. They keep you, you know, you eating this just what used to be food made into some kind of consistent collaboration that comes out at like Ikea furniture. And I'm surprised it doesn't even need an Allen wrench. I mean, they need an Allen wrench to open up your sternum and remove the shit after you die eating. I mean, I'm, I am not the pinnacle of health, but I can at least see what it is, right? I mean, everybody knows this kind of stuff. It's like you want to say this is as far removed from a chicken as possible if you get a McNugget. And then, I mean, the Big Mac, when it's when they're operating right, I you know, there's sometimes nothing better. But 
to say that just because you hear just like a bell or something like it, people just immediately respond like fucking big box, you know, like, you know, every time you see any form of bucket, you just assume that it's KFC. Like what kind of, what kind of sensory thing is, what are they training us to do? What are the, are they just getting us used to this idea where you're always on the teat, you know? I mean, it already enters our vernacular in so many other ways. When you talk about, I'm going to stream this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to binge this. Like these types of words always get added to the dictionary at the end of the year and they show like society's progressing. And But I really think it's just kind of a, a mental programming because then the next generation gets raised up and it's never not knowing what it's like to not have a screen or have this or have that and always having being relied upon with the McDonald's. Like if you were a 90s kid, Nothing was better than going to a McDonald's and getting that toy. That toy rocked the shit. And the fact that McDonald's is still the number one seller of children's toys in the world is unreal. They're not fucking stupid. I mean, it's more than Disney. And either one of these things, I mean, that's, that's, it is the perfect boat. So in a sense, you don't even have to have this Manchurian candidate kind of shit because I guarantee you everybody knows who Ronald McDonald is when they see the fucking picture. You know? Sure as anything, when you start hearing M I C K, I'm like, you immediately know the rest of the song. I mean, Oscar Mayer did this shit with their balonies and their hot dogs. They're not dumb. I mean, this is just mental programming for kids. You get them when they're young, they'll be there when they're older. And, uh, I mean, not much longer once they're older, but, you know, they'll be there. And, you know, maybe we have to bow down to this and, you know, I, but I got to tell you, once I saw that kind of that, that uh, cheddar cheese chalupa, man, I think it was pretty fire. So maybe, maybe they're onto something. I don't know. If I hear a bell go off, I'm just always assume that it's Taco Bell. And the more I talk about it to you guys, I'm just, you know, reaffirming this. So maybe, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I just think it's funny. It's like uh, advertising has gone to the point of just, just, I mean, you know, in terms of, um, Full R word. Let's say, because I guess we can. That's how you get by with saying any of these words. Just like Louis C.K. said in his first like special back in two thousand eight. It's a bit. And it's like you, if you just say R word, are you saying any of these things? You're still saying it because you, you. It words are meant to convey intent and to convey thought. Now, if you're just coming up with other ways to say it, creating another word doesn't change what you meant to say. So I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> Taco Bell really between Taco Bell and Twix I mean they're they're collapsing a society all of western culture is just you know heading into the shitter and but at least we have Johnny Depp at least Johnny Depp won for us man you know uh I don't know <laughs> uh I I was talking to a friend recently and this is just like an off the wall topic kind of thing this is maybe this is what you get while I'm on the road is a little bit off the wall but he was talking to me and this like this whole like anti Russia thing or whatever. It's like I love how we're doing this, but nobody nobody said this type of shit when uh the US just invaded uh Iraq and Afghanistan, like places that, you know, didn't really harbor these terrorists or talk about where these terrorists are from or whatever. Nobody was canceling our Americana and like, you know, throwing McDonald's out the trash, you know, out the window or whatever. I guess we yeah, we we pour like some people poured like French wine. Or they were going to call it like French fries, freedom fries. Like that kind of shit happened. Like I don't know how that worked because they didn't agree with us. But when you see this kind of shit, like this this hatred towards Russia, like somebody was telling me, it's like they were stopping playing like Tchaikovsky's music. Tchaikovsky's fantastic. These, these classical artists, which are everything that kids should be paying attention to other than 
who's left and right Twix or what kind of fucking toy. Like you should be listening to this kind of stuff because it stimulates you in so many other ways. And I, I grew up always liking music and playing music. And if you actually learn anything about somebody like Tchaikovsky, this man was gay. Okay. And he was in not, it wasn't modern day. So, you know, it's, you know, and plus even modern day in Russia, but it, he was gay in a time where he was actually jailed for these things. He was jailed for it and he ended up committing suicide. I was like, you're going to cancel this guy's music. You can't play his stuff even after death. I mean, this dude cannot catch a break. Like, seriously, dude. I mean, come on, throw the guy a mulligan at least. The dude is fucking dead. He took his own life because he's forced to be in a prison because of how he is, who he's attracted to, how he was at birth. And now you're going to stop playing this motherfucker's music? It's not his fault. Also, anybody who's prior to this particular time, they didn't do this. <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck is that even? It's like, we can't talk about Tsar Nicholas II. I mean, that son of a bitch. Because you know what's going to happen more than 100 years after. I mean, I think it's okay. You can talk about these things. Hating a particular set. You are turning him into the right Twix. Also, by the way, which one's the best Twix? The left or the right? I mean, I'm going to fall prey to this shit, too. I mean, I got to say, the left one tastes a little bit better, right? You know, I mean, it's, you play a little fast and loose with the left one, but the right one, it's it's what you always remembered. It's a conservative taste. No, I mean, but like, this hatred for other people kind of thing, and it's like, you see it kind of play, made fun of, but like, children, and I don't say children, but like most people, can you tell that there really is no difference? There's no difference, I got some bad news for you, there's no left and right Twix factory, it's a fucking factory, they pump this shit out, and they they sell it off to everybody and you spend five years of your life trying to work off that one bar and there are two in the pack. Also, let's just say nobody likes Kit Kat. Okay. If you like Kit Kat, Kit Kat sucks. Kit Kat is dated. It's never really been that good. There are better versions of that type of treat. Those vanilla, like those like weird, like vanilla things like they, I don't know. Your grandma always had them and they always ate them when you were younger. Those are great. But it's like this weird hatred for other things. I mean, that's really what it is. It's this kind of just borrowing from your future that keeps you broke in every way. And it's it's more of a societal thing. And I actually, you know, one of the best things when you get to a hotel, when you're on the road, is you, you watch whatever is on. As I watch some, like, thing where Chris Pratt is, like, some cool-ass, like, military guy. Like, what? stop blowing the military off this kind of shit. Like, what, you just perpetuate? You're promoting militarism. Which, by the way, if you're on the winning side, it's called Marshall. Um, but it's like, what? What is this shit? What are, you, what are you trying to get people to think? Like, they think it's fucking cool to do this. Like, everybody, every person who's ever been in war always talks about how awful it was. <laughs> don't, don't glorify this shit. Uh, but it's just, it was watching uh, the end of the documentary. I want to see the whole thing because it looked pretty good for the like. 20 minutes I saw about George Carlin that Judge Ab- Judd Apatow did. Not Judge Apatow. That's Judge Reinhold, by the way. Anybody? Deep cut. Um, whatever happened to that guy? Last thing I saw him in was the Santa Claus. But um, Judd Apatow, he, he did a documentary on, first, I remember seeing the one with Gary Shandling. Fantastic. And he, so he did one with George Carlin, and he speaks to his family members, and then he has a bunch of old clips of him and everything. It's, it's really well done from what I saw. And it's weird that I, he was one of the first comedians I ever listened to as a kid, which is great. I mean, you know, seven words you can't say on TV when you're five, like Carlin, Seinfeld, Pryor, 
and the Simpsons were pretty much how I was raised uh, on the playground is not where I spent most of my days. Um, anybody, Will Smith, you can come up and slap me because I butchered this song. But so George Carlin. Let's make a little bolter, man. Do we really care if you're drinking a beer? Do you really care that much about calories? I mean, come on. In, this is how stupid we've become as a people. Why do you care? This is a thing. This is a luxury kind of thing. This is like a, this isn't this isn't drinking normal water. This isn't because of health that you're drinking a fucking beer. Drink one that tastes good. This is just cheap. It was cheap at the bar. I bought it. I brought it home. Whatever. It's easy to drink. It's basically water. It's carbonated. Um but listening to the things that George Carlin said and it's like I watched an interview there was part of it where he's interviewing with Roseanne Barr and um, I guess she's a four letter word at times too but it's like she she saw his comedy very different than a lot of like how he kind of conveys it and I thought about this too when I was from when I was a kid till now it wasn't so much that he was so mad at the world or pissed off or everything was hopeless it's pointing out the absurdities in life in that he is hopeful and that really stuck with me and there was something that you know uh john stewart is there talking about george carlin and he says like his bits and everything he says it's almost timeless and it can be applied to any any time even today even you know posthumously he's dead um you know almost like tchaikovsky but not hated you know whatever not getting canceled and how the fuck are you going to cancel somebody who's dead what bullshit is that just, I hope that dude comes back and haunts people. But the um, Carlin, he the bits he would talk about, and especially now you could talk about like uh, uh you know what is it like he he's got an anti you know he's got abortion bits, and he's talking about these other things like how is it that the people who <laughs> don't want to get an abortion are the people you'd never fuck in the first place? You know, it's, <laughs> it's like one of the best. One of the best jokes that it holds up no matter when because it will always be talked about, right? And, you know, he gears it more towards like uh, the Republican kind of thing, but I think he hated both sides. And he even said that in interviews. He didn't like a side because a side means that you always either have to win or someone has to lose. And if you're, I always thought about that too because it's like when people were, were shitting on particular leaders or whatever, and it's like you're in this country, it's like, buddy. If you're on the Titanic, who gives a fuck what the captain did? You're going down. Everybody's going down. So you make the best of the situation you have. You find life best. You try to salvage what you can. I mean, I'm, they did. This is a bad example because now how they cleaned everything up and how that was done was real shit. But that was, uh, you know, it is what it is with the time, right? Um, but when it comes to like Carlin talking about these things, I'm like, it really got to me when that he was an optimist when it came to humanity and the human and a person and how they are, even though his comedy really reflected kind of the negative attributes of humanity. And it's so easy to always go down that path because it's always easy to say what's wrong with the world as I'm, I've done for the last, I don't know, however, however long in this podcast, but I don't believe it is going to be all shit or it's always fucked because there are always more good than bad. But unfortunately, there are also many weak. Um, and once you come to terms with that, uh, it makes me think of a thing that... Uh, uh, is, there's an, a quote that 
I think, um, you know, I was for whatever reason, just obsessed with the Kennedys, right? That's what everybody does when they start becoming like crazy as shit and they go super conspiracy or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't even have to do that. Um, one of the big, the best things, um, I guess he said, and, uh, Ted Kennedy actually said at his funeral, it's more of a wake, I guess they're Irish. I don't know. MR is funeral, right? Um, and he was talking, the last thing he said, it's, uh, this is one of the best things. And I, I like this because I think about life and humanity the same way, um, where Robert Kennedy would always say to people, you know, some men see things as they are and say, why I dream things that never were and say, why not? And I think if you ever, if you really like comedy, like comedy, I heard people, I heard Mel Brooks, um, once he was the ones asked, like, what do you think? Com- like, how would you describe comedy? What is comedy? And he says, comedy is protest. And in a way it is, it gets you to think about other things. I mean, you have jokes or whatever, but jokes are usually predicated on other things you see. Right. I have to explain to you what a fucking joke is. I just got done for 20 minutes talking about a candy bar or, uh, somehow a chalupa. God, I really want a chalupa right now. <laughs> Call it Taco Bell while I'm sitting here. Um, rooms to go still sells things by the way i'm sorry there's a rooms to go commercial that just came on like they've been shilling this like you know 84 month no fees no this you don't have to pay shit it's like their stuff's not gonna last as long as you have to pay this thing off 15 dollars a month interest free look at that the fuck they're making any money and then it says in the fine print you know 900 dollars or more I mean, you spend $900 at rooms to go. I mean, like, what did you buy? Half the store? What cheap-ass plywood? I mean, Ikea is much better quality than that shit. And cheaper. Well, sort of. Ikea's been going up in price, man. What the fuck is that about? You have to build your own stuff, and they're charging you this much? I mean, that's insane. There was a chair that we got. It was like 300 bucks for this chair. And, it, I mean, it's okay, but it's nothing to write home about. The wheels on it, they don't roll very well, so there's any slight amount of dust, which is all the fucking time doesn't go anywhere but either way so talking about you know just like something with george carlin it was like it's a very interesting thing so i guess i'll leave you with this as i get try to get back to more regular podcasts and i keep saying that i say this every time and then it's like four months between but don't see things as they are and say why see things dream things that never were and say why not has nothing to do with George Carlin. I don't know where the fuck I was just going with that. You know, this is one of those things like it's getting late. Um, you know what? You It's very easy to point out the flaws in society and in life, but recognize that those are flaws in yourself. Um, and be hopeful because, I mean, you are a part of the equation. So whether or not you want it to work out or not, I mean, it's really up to you. Um, and avoid annoying people if you can, but, uh, it'll probably never happen, I guess. Cause there's just so many, there's too many fucking people. But when it comes down to it, you know, write your congressman and stop this right and left Twix. Johnny Depp for the win. <laughs> <laughs>